I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, can we get a sick beat here? I have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Matthew. There you can find bonus content from a podcast. Both the right ways. For paleobites. We discuss how culture is prehistoric animals. And this one, we're talking about 10,000 BC. 10,000 BC. Yes, the world never Everyone hates it, but we love it. It's about cavemen, the mammoths, building pyramids. The link is in the description. Thank you for your support. Have a wonderful day. Sort of like a freelance alternative style beatboxing sort of thing. Yeah, this was totally worth the 20 minutes of edit time it took. Totally worth it. Roar. Growl. Snarl. Bellow. Welcome to Paleo Bites, the podcast with as much teeth as Ovi Raptor. Err. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> anyways, my name is Matthew Donald, and each week I in a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. I like how I fooled you there for a second. You did. I was like, wait a minute, I have to think about it. <laughs> uh, the show is toothless. It's well, the animal we're talking about today has a beak like over after. Yes, and it has, and it has some teeth. Anyways, uh, this week I'm joined by Stephen Currow, though. How are you? Oh, I am well, thank you. Ah, good to know. I like how you slammed the hand sanitizer. Like, I am well! Yes, I am here, damn it. Yes, it's like, like a gavel. Like, <laughs> just, I am here, I am ready to talk about some dinosaurs. Uh, I like how I use dinosaurs as like a... It's like a, just a catch-all of all the creatures. You know, like we've talked about two creatures so far in this set, and neither of them have been dinosaurs. True. One was a canine, and one was a, a... stem arthropod. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I like to mix it up, though. Like I try to use some other creatures as well. Well, of course, that's yeah. what you know. Paleontology is so incredibly diverse. It is, and I'm gonna talk about some interesting stuff here, including like, including some like a there's a lost continent of dinosaur times back then that like i mean we know exactly where it was but we just don't know what was on it because of bad sediments you ever heard of appalachia appalachia so you know how not related to the appalachian mountains it is close to okay so you know back in the cretaceous period the, the north america was divided by the great interior seaway yes almost all of our fossils are from the western continent laramidia 
Appalachia is terrible at fossils. <laughs> like, it doesn't have the right sediments. It's a lot of erosion. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, so we only have very, very few fossils there. And the ones we do have are very intriguing. I'll get to some of them here. So, so who knows what was what's what's uh, what didn't get fossilized? Yeah. Oh, everything. So many things didn't get fossilized. In fact, the majority. Uh, someone brought this up. That was made me really sad. Like sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, well, there's so many dinosaurs that we'll never know about. It's actually the vast, vast majority we will not know about, mm-hmm. because animals in jungles or tropical rainforests almost never fossilize. And what do you think most of the environment was back then? <laughs> A lot of it was jungle. Yes, so... That's unfortunate. Sad day. <laughs> there's so many we'll never know about. We go back in time and like, wait, what's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? Oh, there's something familiar. Wait, what's that? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool, but again, only as long as we are looking through it, not interacting. Keep the paradoxes to a minimum. Oh, I hate paradoxes. Well, they're fun to... They're <laughs> I like how you to... said, I hate paradoxes. It's like, the, like, I hate bugs. I hate cold temperatures. Like, I hate paradoxes. <laughs> oh, I mean, they're fun They're fun to think about, but they hurt my head, and I would not want to be in one in real You know life. what? What always hurts my head about time travel. Again, I guess no dinosaur really question this week. We're talking about this instead. <laughs> you know how, like, uh, like in Back to the Future or something, you know, like, when you go back in time and, like... Uh, you, you, something you do makes you interact with the past self of you, and that past self interacts back. I'm like, who is that past self? Because you were the one interacting. It's also you. But it's not you, because sure you were is. there and you didn't do that. Until you, but, in, but, until you change the timeline by talking to but your who, self. But then who's doing that? You. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, in the, like in Back to the Future Part 2, you know, where like, they're, they're, they're sneaking around in 1955 again, and those goons of Biff's see Mar- Marty on the stage playing Johnny B. Good, and so the other Marty has to climb off and stop them. Right, right, And right. so, but then he knocks out the, the goons, and then later on you see the Marty who just played Johnny B. Good look at the goons, and be like, what is that? And then move on. I'm like, who's doing that? <laughs> did, did you see that movie, Looper? Uh, I refuse to because oh. it looks. I mean, not because of anything like anything against any of the one who created it. It's just because like time travel like that. Just ah, because <laughs> it hurts your head. Uh, well, okay. So you know the basic premise. Yes. Um, Bruce Willis and uh, uh, what's the guy's yeah, name? Basically, in the future, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> right. Basically, uh, there's this whole syndicate where gangsters in the future will send someone they want to be killed into the past, and then they have a person who's a looper kill that person. And then when your contract is up, they will find you in the future, send you back. Your past self will kill your future self. What? And then you have 30 years or however long it is before the people in the future find you, send you back to be shot. So they show how this char- this character... That's getting into shoots, stable time loop well, stuff. He shoot, well, he shoots his future self, who's Bruce Willis... And then you show how he ages and becomes Bruce Willis. And then he consciously decides, screw it, I'm not going to go along with the timeline. So when That's that's goes, the thing. When he goes back, instead of being shot, he runs off and then all this other crazy That's the thing happens. with stable time loops always confuse me. It's like in Harry Potter, you know, where, like, they use the time turner. Before he used the time turner, like, they're being threatened by those Dementors. But then he sees what he thinks is his father and the Patronus performing the Expecto Patronum or whatever. Yes. And then when he goes back in time, he later finds out it was him that was doing it. What if he was like, oh, it's me? Not gonna do it. <laughs> but he did. But that's the thing. He didn't see it was him. It's not like, 
That's... It's like he, I think he realized it was him. He was well, like, well, at least in the movie. I don't know if it was in the book, but in the movie. Oh yeah, was, that was the book too. But in the movie, he was like, "Don't worry, my dad will come." But then he's like, "Wait a minute, no, I have to do it." What if when he realized that I have to do it, he was like, "I'm not gonna do it. My well, dad's it's... gonna come." <laughs> and then it passes, and it's like, <laughs> "Oh, so you mean what if he didn't? He didn't realize, and then he gets killed." Yeah. <laughs> well. I guess Again, it was lucky it's just, he did. It's like the stable time. That also is also confusing. It's like <laughs> you ever heard of Milo Murphy's Law? It's this cartoon show that mm. creators of Phineas and Ferb. So um, there's a lot of time travel in it and other stuff. And so at one point, like they're in this like bad future where pistachio plants have taken over. Long story. Pistachio. <laughs> Living pistachio plants have taken over, and oh my, they're goodness. they're walking, and then a, a peach gets thrown at them. And then they look at that. It's like, oh, wait, what, what's that peach doing here? Oh, look, look, there's pistachio plants over there. we got to hide. Oh, the peach, peach person warned us. And, like, so the, there's these two guys. One of them, uh, he takes the peach, and then he puts it in his pocket. And then, then they do some other stuff, and then they time travel back to ten minutes earlier to this place. And they're like, oh, look, there's us down there. Oh, no, they're, they're walking into the trap of the pistachio plants. Here, let me throw this peach at them. And then finally when he does this, like, wait a minute, where'd you get the peach? <laughs> He's like, I gave it to you. What did I do with the peach? You throw it to yourself. Where'd I get the peach? I gave it to you. Where'd you get the peach? I gave it. It's just like, it's just like, it's where'd the peach come from? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Some paradoxes are like that, where, like, no one knows where it actually started. Where, where just... was the origin <laughs> point of this peach? <laughs> Oh, I have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Chasmosaurus. Yes, anyway. <laughs> it means golfed lizard. Like my brain right now. It's just golfed. And again, also the etymology of the word chasm. So, like a ravine. I feel like my head fell down a chasm a second yeah. ago. <laughs> my, my head is a chasm. It's like, I mean, there, I guess it already is. There's left brain and right brain. It's just fully on separated. It's just right. <laughs> just a chasm between the two. Type it as a chasmosaurian ceratopsid. The group of horned dinosaurs also includes triceratops, because there's two major groups of ceratopsians, at least of the more advanced ones. Uh, you got the chasmosaurians and the centrosaurians. So... Centrosaurians, the ones like Styracosaurus, and like uh, mm. the ones with more elaborate kind of horns. They also have to have shorter uh, frills. Although, funny thing I found out, Centrosaurine means spiked lizard, right? Centrosaurus means spiked lizard. Oh, okay. Uh, Kentrosaurus also means spiked lizard. They're the same thing, but just one's with a C and one's with a K. Ah, ah, ah. Two completely different words that happen to mean the same thing? No, they're the same. It's the same word. Like, I'm just calling this one Kentrosaurus with a K. I'm going to call this one Centrosaurus with a C. <laughs> Is one of them Greek and one of them Latin? I don't know. Also confusing, Styracosaurus also means spiked lizard. There's three different spiked lizards. Speaking of paradoxes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, Chasmosaurus is 14 to 16 feet slash 4.3 to 4.9 meters long, 1.5 to 2 tons, diet herbivore, uh, time late Cretaceous 77 to 76 million years ago, location Alberta, Canada, like, again, great deposits there in Lermidia. Mm-hmm. Uh, was described in 1914, so I guess that's what triggered the war. <laughs> so it wasn't uh, the assassination of the Archduke. The it Archduke, was, no, it was, it was the discovery uh, of Chasmosaurus. Is like, no, <laughs> this is my discovery. No, this is my discovery. Archduke, that's not your discovery. Bang! <laughs> I don't care that it didn't happen in Alberta. It happened like in Bosnia or something. Uh, Hungary, I think. Hungary uh, was it? Uh, Austria-Hungary. There's a there's a line in my upcoming test notes books, or it's already out at this point. I don't know where it's like a French battalion from the American battalion fights German soldiers in Russian territory because an Austrian killed a Croatian in Bosnia. Yes, yes, I and remember. Just, it's like it's just like it's a mess. It's <laughs> a big mess. It's just a, a big dick measuring contest between all the European powers. <laughs> it's just, uh. anyways. <sighs> 
Yes, back to the to the Canadian dinosaurs. <laughs> yes, yes, pop culture appearances. Quite a few, more than I initially thought. Its first appearance is probably in Fantasia, where it's briefly seen in one shot where the Stegosaurus and Tyrannosaurus are fighting. From then on, it's in the 1970 film When Dinosaurs Ruled the Earth. It's in Calvin and Hobbes, where it's preyed on by T-Rexes and F-14 fighter jets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... It's in The Land Before Time 3, apparently. Really? <laughs> uh, the Time of the Great Giving. The Dinotopia miniseries has a baby named 26, which is also mislabeled as a hadrosaur, as we mentioned earlier. Bothered me. Yeah. It still bothers me. <laughs> I mean, it's clearly not. I mean, in the show, it's like, it's a chasmosaurus, and it looks like a horn dinosaur. Like, you're two for two. Oh, it's a hadrosaur. Ah. Oh, didn't stick the so landing. <laughs> you mentioned it's on this thing called Prehysteria. It's a dinosaur comedy or something it's a it's an old kids movie from the i think the 90s or the 80s where stop motion dinosaurs i'm assuming or um stop motion and little uh animatronics Uh, so basically there's this uh in south america there's this shrine and this temple um, so it's not about cave people no oh okay but yeah basically this jerk goes on a safari i want to say safari he goes on an expedition in the the amazon and he finds this ancient shrine where there are little dinosaur eggs that have been you know just revered for ages and they're on ice so they're hibernating but of course he steals them okay one thing leads to another and the eggs wind up at these kids house and the eggs are like I, don't, I forget the term they use, reverse engineered or something. They're really small, so okay. like you have a mini brachiosaurus. And oh, a mini that's, that's adorable! It's like yeah, a Spy Kids really too. And they're all named after pop and rock stars. So the Chasmosaurus okay. is named Hammer after MC Hammer. Oh, okay. And then um, the the brachiosaurus is Paula after Paula Abdul. The Pteranodon is. Um, Madonna. Okay. Elvis is the T Rex, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, Not the Cryolophosaurus, which wasn't discovered yet, so of no. course it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and Stegosaurus was uh, Jagger for Mick Jagger. Oh, so, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's it's just good fun. And Chasmosaurus, that was like one of my first. Oh, well, good on them for using Chasmosaurus rather than Triceratops. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but also it's in Power Rangers Dino Thunder. It's in Planet Dinosaur, not to be confused with Dinosaur Planet, uh, the Dinosaur King trading card game, and Jurassic World Evolution. Not bad for a dinosaur most average schmucks don't know a thing about. Exactly. <laughs> so in the Lake Cretaceous, there were specific dinosaur families that dominate specific parts of the globe. While the continents are basically in their current positions relatively, give or take a thousand or so miles, there are still clear distinctions between the two supercontinents in terms of zoological occupancy. These are called biogeographical realms, by the way. And the Laurasian and Gondwanian biogeographic realms are quite distinct. In Gondwanian in Cretaceous, the sauropods were still the main herbivores. They never lost their dominance they got in the Jurassic. Several species of ornithopods like Oranosaurus and Lurdosaurus managed to sneak into their herbivore menagerie down there. Uh, but mostly it was sauropods and sauropod relatives. In Laurasian Cretaceous, though, the Ornithischians ornith- always have a problem with this one. Ornithians. Ornithischians flourished. Like yeah, the bird hipped <laughs> ones. The ones that didn't evolve into birds, though. It's, <laughs> those were the lizard hipped ones. Get it right. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> and also, so that means technically nowadays birds are still considered theropod dinosaurs. They're still considered cerisians. Lizard hipped. No. <laughs> <laughs> more paradoxes. <laughs> uh, it's just dumb more than a paradox. There's many groups uh, specific to northern continents with little to no representation further south, and one such group was the Ceratopsians, also known as the horned dinosaurs, which seem to be found only in North America, Asia, and Europe, mainly the former two. Mm. There have been some possible remains of some Gondwanian Ceratopsians, such as the Australian Serendipoceratops. Which also could have been an ankylosaur. It's very fragmentary remains. Um, oh. And Argentinian Notoceratops, which is known only from a single toothless jaw that has since been lost. 
No. <laughs> so was it in that Brazilian? Uh, I guess it was. All the I, museum I, I, that I, was impossible, destroyed. Man, because all I read was that it was been lost. That Aww. wouldn't make sense. Yeah, it was there. It's like that museum in Germany, in Munich, with the Carcharodontosaurs and Spinosaurus. Bombed like a... in World War II. Speaking of wars, man, we're talking about like, another world war. Oh, my goodness. Uh, as cool as it would have been to, to imagine some ceratopsians in Africa avoiding Carcharodontosaurus or any Indian ceratopsians fighting off Rajasaurus, it seems like this family was locked to a specific part of the globe, specifically North America, or mainly North America. There's been a few others. I mean, again, like Protoceratops and other, the other Proceratopsians. Right. From, from Asia as well. But then there's also Sinoceratops, which is from China, which I like the name. So there's a few others. And again, back then, Asia and Russia were definitely linked. <laughs> so uh, that's why there was T-Rex and Tarbosaurus. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, one in Asia, one in Africa. Yes, you're reading your book. And what is that book, by yes. the way? So, yes, I have the Princeton Field Guide to Dinosaurs. This is the edition that came out in 2010. So it's a little it's a little dated, but yes. it's still got some good information. Yes. And um, I'm just looking here because there are five species of chasmosaur. Yes, and some of them might have become other species. Other species might have become chasmosaurus. It's confusing. Because there's a bunch of others that I'll get into here in a sec. So not only were these mainly North America, they also seem to mainly be in the subcontinent known as Laramidia. So as I mentioned, Appalachia, the eastern subcontinent, remains rather mysterious as its high levels of erosion and lack of terrestrial sediments we've got means very little fossils are uh, from that part of the continent. But what we have found, though, is interesting. There is a hadrosaur from over there called Hypsabima, known from only a few bones that, if estimates are to be believed, might have rivaled Shangtungasaurus in size and been upwards of 50 feet long. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Appalachia's a freaking tease. The lost continent of dinosaur times. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why you don't go to Pennsylvania and find dinosaur fossils or, like, North Carolina. Apparently some of the governments there are trying. Like, I think, I think it was Virginia or Georgia or some some eastern state. They found a fossil and they're damn proud of it. <laughs> they're like, As they they're, should be. <laughs> they're like, this, this isn't Alberta where there's just fossils every time you stub a toe. But <laughs> As I understand, Dilophosaurus is the state dinosaur of Connecticut and they have a footprint. Really? That's What's... interesting because it's, it was mainly found in Arizona. Really? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a Jurassic but, dinosaur. But... Again, I guess, keep in <laughs> mind there, also, you're, you're, you're limited in what you can find. So you take whatever you can get. Is right. this a footprint? We'll take it. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> yeah, so I think it'd be cool to, like, because there's a few we found from them. There probably were ceratopsians that we just don't know. Like, the, the fossils there are so limited. Apparently, like, the way the Western Interior Seaway, like, the way it moved, like, the sediments, it really allowed it on the Western coast 
it allowed fossils there to really flourish. Mm -hmm. And so many of the fossils we found on the eastern Appalachia are actually corpses that were washed away. Washed away. There's not really a, a, any other place for it to have been fossilized. Cause, and there could have been fossilized, but again, so much erosion over there means that it would have been lost by this time. Because again, fossils are rock. <laughs> They're just rock at this point. Yep. So, They're at the mercy of weathering and mm -hmm. all that jazz. Yep. So, Because bone decays. That's why we have fossils. If it was just bones on its own, it, not all bones fossilize. <laughs> they will decay unless they become fossilized and become rock. Uh, but Loramidia's chuck full of ceratopsians, and one of those is Chasmosaurus, the gulfed lizard, named such because the two giant holes in the frill of the skull called the fenestrae, if you want to get technical, which I don't. So those head-opening thingies... <laughs> head-opening thingies. <laughs> ...seem to be common in the family, though in order to keep the skull light enough for it to hold its massive head up. Some have even depicted ceratopsians having those holes visible in the frill in real life, like the Sinoceratops in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. That's probably unlikely to have been the case, but then again, who knows, really? None of us saw any of these alive and we never will so suck it up paleo purists <laughs> <laughs> like all those people that are like oh that's not accurate like we don't know <laughs> no we really don't know we don't know no it's, it's just a such a weird thing to be but like the amount of gatekeeping i see in the paleontological community is really sad honestly. oh my gosh <laughs> like people are so picky i mean I, like yes there are some things that clearly are not mm -hmm. accurate for right. example chasmosaurus is not a hadrosaur yes oh, that's story. things like but, that yes but when it comes to you know Little things about how the anatomy looks. Yeah. Come on. How many? Particularly the, how the anatomy looks in the living animal. Like the, in terms of like fenestrae being visible in the living animal. We don't know. And I mean, heck, we, for years we haven't known what most of their colors are. No, it's and just, we're only just starting to find a few of them. Right, and it's only if we, they have feathers. So, yes. You know. It's true. Something like Chasmosaur, unfortunately, we don't know. And. It's your guess is as good as mine. Was yes. it was it black? Was it green? Was it pink with purple polka dots? <laughs> uh, presumably not that because of camouflage, but oh, okay, fine. But well, it could have been. That's could have been muted. A, a, yeah, there you go. <laughs> could have been muted purple with pink polka dots. <laughs> so. It's logical. Yeah. Caswellsaurus, a lot of species in this genus, as you were saying, that have been reassigned to other species and are generally debated as to what their taxonomical definition really is. Species of Caswellsaurus have been reassigned to Eoceratops, Utahceratops, Cosmoceratops. Cosmo! Yes, with a K. <laughs> uh, Mojoceratops, Austin Powers' favorite dinosaur, and possibly <laughs> uh, Vegaceratops. Although that last one's still disputed whether or not it's its own species. Mm. And so all those ones you found there, either they've been... Some of, some of these might have been reassigned to those, or maybe they have been reassigned from those to these. I don't know. <laughs> In this book, we have... Do you have Mojoceratops? I have... I mean, uh -huh. I'll have to look. I have Chasmosaurus ruselli. I did not look and see what the species okay. names of these are. I didn't have them written down here. I wasn't uh, that okay. <laughs> But I mean, I, I, you know, that's all I have here. Just Chasmosaurus ruselli, Chasmosaurus belly. Uh, Chasmosaurus belly? B-E-L-L-I. I wonder if it like scratches there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ir Irvinesis? Probably named it for a guy named right. Irving. Chasmosaurus, uh, ooh. This one's interesting. Chasmosaurus, and then in parenthesis, Pentaceratops equals Agujaceratops. Oh, uh, oh yeah, I know that one. Agujaceratops. Uh, yeah. Actually, um, Agujaceratops is it A G U J A Ceratops. A G U J A. Yeah. Uh, that is the species in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom that's the skull that the Indoraptor gets pierced on. It's not a Triceratops skull. Really? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, isn't it cool? Let me do that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, all right, let's see. 
Uh, yeah, Kira's Castle Sword's belly, originally Monoclunius belly. You remember Monoclunius? Monoclunius. <laughs> I remember hearing about that in, like, an old dinosaur books. I don't... <laughs> yeah, I but now it's, like, a one. dubious genus. Anyways, Chasmosaurus, uh, Russell-y. <laughs> <laughs> and Chasmosaurus up your insists. But yet, some of these other ones, according to Wikipedia here, which again is always a reliable source, <laughs> there's only three species of Chasmosaurus right now. So, oh, which ones are they again? Uh, Belly, Russelly, and Irvinicis. Okay, Irvinicis. so it looks like the um, there are a couple that may have been reassigned to Pentaceratops or disputed with Pentaceratops or yeah. some such. Okay, well, who uh, knows? And I'm not seeing Mojo Mojo what? Mojo Ceratops. I'm not seeing Mojo Ceratops in. Uh, when was in Mojo the... Ceratops described? Hold on, it was after 2010. I just love the name Mojo Ceratops. Again, it makes me think of Austin Powers. Uh, of course. Loses his mojo. I've lost my mojo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Golly, right. such a ridiculous movie. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. All right, so where where the heck is Mojo Ceratops? Okay, I just Googled Mojo Ceratops on Wikipedia, and it redirected me to the Chasmosaurus <laughs> page. It's like when I try to search Draco Rex and Stiggy Mock, and it's like, do you mean Becky Snuffles? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, uh, watch, I'm going to do this just to further piss myself off. Draco Rex. <laughs> Draco Rex Hogwartsia. Pachycephalosaurus. <laughs> Damn you, Jack. John, John Horner. Jack, no, it is Jack Horner. John Jack. Hor- wait, wait, wait. Oh. Is, yeah, it is. John Horner is the composer. Oh, no, I, I like him. I said the wrong Or no, that's James Horner. I apologize. <laughs> Who's John Horner? I think Jack Horner's real name is John. He just goes by Jack Horner. Okay. You know, Jack Horner seems like a nice guy. I've seen him in, like, others. He's on Alien Planet, right? That, like, documentary about, like, back in the... Yeah. yeah. Jack Horner's in it, briefly. He's one of the talking heads. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Didn't you say he's the arch-nemesis of the show? He is the arch-nemesis of the show. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that's like, oh, T-Rex was a scavenger, right? <laughs> Uh, um, Triceratops is just baby Triceratops is a Yeah, no. I talked no. about in the Triceratops episode. <laughs> it was like, according to him, like two animals can't be the same. Uh, there's no such thing as dolphins. They're just subadult whales. <laughs> there's no such thing as go karts. They're subadult Ferraris. Right, basically what you would say. <laughs> <laughs> subadult Ferraris. <laughs> uh. Anyways, Chasmosaurus. One thing to end it on, though, like, it had a big head even for a ceratopsian, but its horns were quite short. And that, coupled with the huge gaping holes in its skull, meant it probably didn't use its massive head ornaments for any defensive purposes. Uh, it would have been shattered real easily, and those horns didn't really go that far. So thus, as we're really starting to believe with a lot of the ceratopsians, they used to use its frill and horns for display, instead of, like, waving it around, either to, like, impress females or to, like, make it look bigger to predators. Right, scare off predators, Scare them off, yeah. So, yeah, but that's Chasmosaurus. Pretty cool, right? I mean, I think so, but what do I know? <laughs> I think it's a pretty cool. He's pretty solid. And yeah. Like you said, he's gotten he's gotten around a lot for an, a dino that's yeah, not he... well known. Let's rate Caspasaurus one out sixty five million. I got like a forty seven million. I think. I don't know. I was actually thinking forty eight. Oh myself. wow. We're in sync, man. <laughs> we're pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Because we're... you know he's he's pretty cool. He's yeah. not, you know. I, I, I think it's really cool that it has such a big head, but such teeny tiny horns. It's weird. Yeah. And they're all the same length, too, you know? Like, they're all, like, the same. <laughs> so, they, I mean, unless something really got close, they, they wouldn't be really good for ramming. No. If, if, again, like, even if it did ram, again, those fenestrae or hole thingies <laughs> are right. so wide. They're the just crest, a good, the crest would Very be. fragile, so. 
So yeah, so in Prehysteria, when Hammer try, tries to ram the door to get out and bounces off of it, he wouldn't have bounced off. He actually would have hurt himself. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like they think, like, uh, uh, all the cool things they think they can do, it turns out they couldn't do. Like like the Pachycephalosaurus, like, they're like, oh, they actually couldn't. I mean, they could, you know, ram their sides. They couldn't ram each other's heads because right. of their their neck bones or Robert, whatever. I think it was Robert Backer I saw on TV. He said Pachycephalosaurus could butt heads once. Because they would both <laughs> oh, that's true. Then seriously they would... injure each other. That's the, Robert Backer, he's the cool one. He's the cool Jack Horner. I've, I've actually met him. He's an amazing Oh, guy. he's so cool, and I love he's Raptor really Red. weird, too, in the, in the best possible way. Oh, I love that, too. <laughs> Raptor Red's a great book. I'd like to see Jack Horner write a Raptor Red-like book. Right. I mean, maybe he has. I don't know. <laughs> but... He's written technical books. He hasn't, ah, he hasn't done Where's anything. your imagination, Jack right. Horner? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it goes into unusual places that upend the scientific community. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Again, good on him. He's trying to keep science from being stable, I guess. But I guess. to throwing wrenches in it. But I mean, it's not great, though. I'm, I'm sorry. When you say Pachycephalosaurus and Dracorex are the same species. I mean, <sighs> the no. spikes. But people are like, oh, but they're they're anamorphic. Like the spikes, the material from the spikes gets transferred into the head dome. Like, okay, name one other animal that does that. <laughs> like, if you can name an animal that does that, I mean, then you're onto something. I, mean, but, I suppose. I mean, you know, we do have frogs that go from tadpoles to. Well, that's a whole frogs. flow of metamorphosis. Right. So <laughs> like, unless you're suggesting that pachycephalosaurids go through a bizarre metamorphosis of their entire skull. Yeah. Which is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, their skull, too. Huh? Uh, Whatever. Anyways, there's nothing to do with Chasmosaurus or Jack Horner, who had nothing to do with Chasmosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> we keep getting on to him, apparently. Jack Horner! <laughs> Not to be confused with James Horner, may he rest in peace yeah. because of that plane crash. What are the Avatar sequels going to sound like with his music I... gone? I heard... I Who's the know. composer, do you think? I looked it up, and I don't know his name, but apparently he did some of the music uh, along with uh, I mean, with a, lot of, a lot of those movies do have, like, sub-composers. Like, yeah, sort he, of... was, he was, like, the sub-composer. Yeah. He stepped up to full. Oh, that's composer. good. Okay, so, so it's not, yeah. like, just some it's other gonna guy. Sound, it's going to sound similar cool. yeah okay it better <laughs> cool anyways all right well that's it for this week if you want to get a hold of the show you can contact us at matt's d at matthewdoncreator.com for your general questions to either co-host you can follow me on social media at matthewdoncreator on facebook at matthewdon64 on twitter and matthewdon64 on instagram i have a book series on amazon megazoic available for print and kindle surely somewhere i put a chasmosaurus in there as a background character but i don't remember <laughs> i was too busy with my diablo ceratopsis i guess <laughs> I a korea ceratops once i remember looking through primeval power and like there's a protest going on when they enter uh Gondwana, and they're like, wait, there's a Korea Ceratops. I'm like, what? Where, huh? where did I use that? <laughs> Sometimes cool. I put in these things, I'm like, why did I put that in there? I mean, cool. You, I you should have. That uh, would have been perfect. <laughs> Luso Titan, one of the opening of the dinosaurs that are coming out of the portal. One of them is a Luso Titan. I'm like, and I look at it through and I was like, what's a Luso Titan? How'd I know that? <laughs> you must have picked it up somewhere. <laughs> I guess. I'm just like, cool. <laughs> Anyways, what have you got to plot though? So, yes, I have a science fiction novelette called The Spark. Yes. It's available through Hereth Publishing mm-hmm. and uh, you can find uh, more information on that and my other short stories and poems on my website, stephenccurrow.com. That's Stephen Spot with a P-H. A C in the middle, and then Kuro, C-U-R-R-O. So, Stephen Kuro. Yes. Sorry, I don't know if this is confusing to people. I'm not going to stop saying that. I know. Like, I've, if I just say Stephen C. Kuro, I know someone's going to get confused, so I have to explain it. Yes, of course. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good. Uh, I also have another podcast called The Rit Wit, where two twits talk about ritting. Otherwise, that's it for this week. It's the end of every episode of Paleo Bites. Uh, 
Darn you, Jack Horner! Curse you, Horner! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.